Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. How good is God? Better give you a title for tonight or what? Makes it easy for you guys to remember. Yeah? My title is That Kind of Confidence. That was underwhelming. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty new at this, so you're going to have to help me along. Please talk back. Please shout back. Amen. Yes, brother. That's what I want. All right? Hallelujahs. Amen's the what? The whole lot. That kind of confidence. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that kind of confidence. No, say it with confidence. That kind of confidence. What is confidence? What is confidence? It's kind of one of those things where you're like, you know what confidence means? And you're kind of like, sort of. <laughs> like, you know what it means? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Confidence is the act of confiding, trusting, or putting faith in, trust, reliance, belief. What are some things we can have confidence in? Self confidence. The confidence in our ability, confidence in circumstances, the belief that your future is going to turn out in your favor, confidence in other people, our trust that people's actions or behaviors, believing that they have my best in mind. Now, I read you that verse before, and I know it was quite lengthy, and it might be the most Bible you've ever heard, but that's cool. Um, I mean, when you, when you get it, it's amazing it's truly amazing there's so much revelation it's awesome but but it can kind of get a bit overwhelming too you know what I mean it's like you know no confidence in the flesh evildoers you know circumcision what's that all about what (laughs) bible is hectic hey guys what I mean, and then, and then, you know, persecuting the church, killing Christians and all this sort of stuff. But the thing is, the thing is, once it, it's hard to understand the passage if you don't know what Paul knows, because Paul's the person that wrote this, you know. And, and to really understand what's going on in the scripture, you kind of have to know what Paul knows. Does that make sense? It's like if I tell you a story and it, it's, it's kind of confusing and it doesn't make sense, but if you were there with me and I'm telling a story that you were there, it makes sense, right? That's kind of what it's like. So I'm kind of going to unpack this a little bit and I really feel like I can do that by going back a bit. Is that all right? Is it right if we go back and kind of find out what Paul knows? Is that cool? Come on. That's so good. Come on, somebody. So that kind of confidence. Firstly, we have that kind of confidence that's in Christ. That's what Paul's talking about. And that kind of confidence is the kind of confidence that speaks to a giant issue or circumstance and declaring the victory before you know the outcome because of God's ability to flow through you. All right? Or we have that kind of confidence... (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like kind of confidence, like I kind of got confidence. The definition that I've kind of made up for that is the confidence that is in something or someone hoping that their interest is in your favor or in a circumstance 
and your ability to achieve your objectives and or the frequency of its reoccurrence. Does it make sense? No, it kind of does. That's okay. But what we're going to do is we're going to go back and I'm just kind of split the two up a little bit. And if you want to take notes, I can trust you you will retain this better on a Wednesday than what you will if you don't. And I've got heaps of good stuff up here for you to read through. So we're going to go back, and I'm going to go back all the way to, to King D. You know King D? King David? Did you know before Kanye ever released his Jesus is Lord album, there was a better rapper on the scene, amen? King D, King David. Man, you think like billboards are good? How about still singing raps 2,000 years later? Two, more than two, how, long, how old is King D? That is so long ago. Old Testament type stuff. That's a long time, you know what I mean? Like to be singing his bars that, that much longer later, like that's incredible. I'll be impressed if Kanye can do that. So here, how about this? This is how I know that, that King D, King David, is one of the best rappers on the planet, all right? This, this is just straight up popping. <laughs> I'm wearing the clothes. I may as well talk the talk, all right, guys? That's all right. You guys don't have to respond. It's all good. I've got confidence. It's sweet. Okay, here we go. So this is found in Samuel 17, 45 to 47. This is when David, just at age 16, this is the real Justin Bieber. Like he's cut, like his, his record deal has just come out. He's playing for the king on the reg. But now he's gone out to change his occupation. He's going to start fighting, but he's still dropping bars. Amen? So here we go. This is verse 45. You ready? David said to the Philistine, Whew. You can just imagine a beat behind this. You just put it in your head. I can't do it. I'm not that good. But you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of... Can you hear it, guys? You hear it in your head? Come on, King D, this is what? The God of the, Israel, the armies of Israel, from whom you defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down, cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses to the Philistine army, to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. But for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Come on, somebody. That is, that is hot. That is a hot track. Woo! See, David had to learn, learn that kind of confidence. He had to learn that there was a confidence that he couldn't have in himself, but he had to have in God. Did you notice all through that, he never said, I will cut off your head. But he just continually declared that the victory was, the God, was Lord's. Amen. Amen? So this is what David learned. Are you ready? Write this down. Speak your victory before your battles. Write your bars before your confrontations. And this is the other thing David learned. Some of your battles are training. And sometimes your reward for winning battles is more battles. I'll leave that there. It's all quiet in the house of God tonight. <laughs> when the confidence is in myself in the face of confrontations, out of my control, I'll lose my joy. 
See, David had to learn this, this, this type of confidence. See, when we go and back and, and look at his life, he, he had no problems fighting giants that were in front of him. But when we look at the span of his life, it wasn't the giants that in front of him he, that he had issues with. It was the giants that were within. And see, so David, he got his record deal with, with the king. His, his solo career on the guitar is just shredding. He's starting to rap. He's just spreading out like Taylor Swift. <laughs> is this too much pop culture reference or what? Is it okay? All right. I know this is a different crowd tonight and you guys are diverse, but I think it'll be okay. I'm just trying to relate, you know. Anyways, he goes into a battle with Goliath only to then have David start to to hate on him, and um, not David, King Saul start to hate on him because he could see everyone was loving him, the girls were loving David, like I don't make this stuff up, it's in the Bible, read it. And, and, and all this stuff, and then Saul just hated him so much because he was taking all, all the fame away from Saul, and he's like, I've got to kill this dude, he's wrecking my image, he's going to take my number one from the top ten, on whatever radio you listen to. <laughs> but anyways, we find ourselves in this point where Saul is determined to kill David, right? And we hear, we hear David crying out to God um, for, for confidence in this area, for help in this area. And, and, this, is, and this is what we, what we hear written from David in Psalms um, 59, 1 to 3 is, Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Deliver me from evildoers and save me from those who are after my blood. This is almost a rap in itself. I'm just getting swaying in this. See how they lie and wait for me. This is like Eminem. Come on. Fierce man conspires against me with, for no offense or sin of mine. And we hear this from David but to know what he's going through, we have to look at where he actually is. We have to know the story to make sense of what they're talking about. Like I said before, right? And this is where we land. This is the historical record of Psalms 59. And it's found in 1 Samuel 19, 9-10. But an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he was sitting in the house with the spear in his hand while David was playing the electric guitar, shredding it. No, it doesn't say that? Oh, sorry. It's a lyre or a harp, and that plays a harp. That's kind of what it looks like. Verse 10, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him, and Saul drove the spear into the wall that night. David made good his escape. Ooh, duck, David. <laughs> so here we find this scenario where David is faced with, with some opposition that he actually knows about because this isn't the first time that da that Saul has tried to kill David see Saul tried to kill David um, with with offering him marriage to his daughter and this is crazy Saul goes to David listen you can have my daughter in marriage if you go and kill a hundred Philistines and bring back their foreskins like it's crazy right but David is such a hectic warrior. He goes, righto, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out, and he actually brings back 200. How crazy is that? <laughs> this dude is hardcore, man. And then he tries to kill him again. So this is the third time that Saul has tried to kill David, and David knows it. And yet he still goes back and sits in the same room with Saul to play the electric guitar. The harp, the harp, sorry. Right? And we're faced with this thing. So Saul had his hand on a spear, and David had his hand on a harp. And somehow, Saul still missed David. You missed it. You missed it. So Saul was skilled with a spear. We've got to remember, Saul was also a warrior before David even came along. He was killing Philistines, fighting battles way before David even came on the scene. But David, as we know, is a beast, right? He slays on the guitar and with a spear. But we find, we find David in front of Saul with a harp. So we have Saul with his hand on a spear. And we have David with his hand on some strings. Now, if it's going to come down to a game of rock, paper, spear, harp... I'm going to choose the spear. <laughs> like, like, if it comes down to a duel to the death, I'm not going to be taking a harp. You know how hard it would be to bop and weep with that thing? Those things were big. But we have Saul on one side of the room holding a spear. And we have, and we have David on the other side holding a harp. Ah, oh, David knew something we didn't. Maybe, maybe, maybe David knew that his heart was actually a weapon. You missed it. Maybe he knew that his worship was actually a weapon. Come on, somebody. Maybe, maybe David had a confidence. Ooh, maybe David had that kind of confidence. Maybe that he knew that if he just kept worshiping God, he would secure his victory. So here we have Saul with his hand on a spear. And here we have David with his hand on some strings. And the spear missed David. You missed it. There must have been another hand in play. Did you hear that? There must have been another hand in play. If Saul had his confidence in his ability, oh, you missed it. And David had his confidence in God's authority. Oh, come on, somebody. There must have been another hand in the room. I think Saul had his hand, his confidence on a spear. And David had his confidence on the one where our hope comes from. And, and God had his hand on the spear. You missed it, straight over the top. If Saul had his confidence in Saul's ability, and David had his confidence in God's authority, come on somebody, there must have been another hand in the room. I think Saul had his confidence in the spear, and I think David had his confidence on where our hope comes from. And, day, and God had his hand also on the spear. I've got that kind of confidence. I've got the confidence that knows that when I worship, God is going to intervene. Come on, somebody. Woo! I've got that kind of confidence. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm more like Paul. I mean, Paul, like Saul. <laughs> sometimes I want to have my hand on a spear. Sometimes I've put my confidence in the wrong places. That's good. 
That's why I'm preaching this. See, I mean, your confidence would get rocky if you'd been what Saul had been through. I mean, we've all been there, like we just heard. So, earlier this year, I'm going to drink some water. You're right to wait for a bit. That's good, because you're going to have to. See, personal story. Um, earlier this year, um, I had two really good mates of mine die. And, um, and I didn't even get to go to their funerals um, because of um, actual circumstances I was in. Um, good circumstances, stuff I thought I was meant to be at. Um, and I wasn't able to go to their funerals. And that really rocked my confidence. It really um, shook um, what I thought I was doing. I thought I had confidence in the right thing. I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, it really rocked my confidence in my ability to, to be a friend. I thought that I couldn't be a friend. Like, who does that? Who can't make it to someone's funeral? And when I look back, it's, it's not so much that I was a bad person or, or whatnot. But, you know, the devil will always try and tell you that you're not good enough. And he'll always tell you that your ability is never going to be enough. And your confidence is never going to be able to, to get you far enough. I'm just trying to talk to some people here. Is that all right? And something that I felt was that I really thought I was inadequate to be doing and, and serving and, and leading in the areas that I was able to be leading in. Does that make sense? And I really felt like I just lost all my confidence. Like it was just hard serving. It was just hard leading people. It was hard being a friend, man. You know, and, and, and it really, like... For me, it just felt like, oh, man, like, am I able to be, you know, um, a father and a family one day? You know, is this, am I actually being enough for my, for my beautiful wife? Like, it rocked my confidence. And, and I just want to jump back because Paul knew something like that. See, he knew that if you put confidence in something that will fail you, you'll lose your joy. But when you put something, when you put that kind of confidence in something unchanging, unwavering, never failing, come on somebody, ever trustworthy, consistent, all-knowing, ever-present Spirit of God, circumstances can change and will never take your joy, peace or praise. Do you want me to say that again? See, when you, when you knew, when, see, Paul knew and if you put your confidence in something that will fail you, you'll lose your joy. Self-confidence, confidence in the future, like circumstances and confidence in people. I'm not saying that that's not a bad thing to have. But when that's where your confidence comes from, it'll always fail you and you'll lose your joy. But when you put confidence in something unchanging, unwavering, unfailing, ever-trustworthy, consistent, all-knowing, ever-present Spirit of God circumstances can change. It will never take your joy, peace, or praise. See, the devil will always try and cons convince you that you're never enough. But back up, devil. I don't have that kind of confidence. 
My confidence isn't in my ability, it's in His. And it's in His grace. And it's in His blood that washes me clean. I have that kind of confidence. Come on, somebody. See, Paul, Paul had this kind of confidence. He says, I have no confidence in the flesh. I'm going to read it again. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice. He's just giving us the key. Rejoice. That's where it is. That's how you put confidence in something other than yourself. You rejoice. See, 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 we think, you guys think that when we sing up here, all the chains are falling. Woo, I should start a single. <laughs> that we're just singing it because it's something that we sing or it's something that we do or it's a bit of Christianese. But when we rejoice, we're actually killing pride. When we worship, it's actually killing pride. When we, when we exalt something above our own agenda, ability, uh, confidence or, or, or selfishness, it actually removes confidence in myself and it puts it in something else, all right? So here, I'm going to read this, Philippians 3. Further, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord, for it is no trouble to write these things to you again. Sometimes it's good to just go over stuff again and again. And it's a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for we are the circumcision. We, this is the key, you ready? We who serve God. By his spirit. You missed it. We who serve God by his spirit. See, God knows. Oh, God is so good. He knew he, you can't even serve him without him. This is what Paul's saying. I have no confidence in the flesh because if you saw my resume, I had it all. Everything. See, look, he says this. He says this, uh, it starts in, in verse 5. Yeah, it's circumcised on the eighth day. That's external. Like, have you seen my Insta feed? <laughs> have you seen my Facebook life? It's popping, baby. <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm going to move on. It's all good. Of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, that's genetic. In regards to the law of Pharisee, that's my circumstances. As for righteousness based on, my, on the law, faultless, that's my ability, No. See, I've got the confidence that's in something deeper, wide, and higher than myself. I've got confidence in a form of a man who died on a cross and rose from the grave. And now that resurrection life lives in me. That's what Paul was saying in Philippians. This makes sense. I want to know Christ. Yes, the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. He's saying, I don't want to... You could almost read that wrong. You might think, I want to, I want to die like Christ died. He says, no, I want to... I want to live like Christ died because Jesus died for our sins, but he raised to life for us because not only did his life get raised, so did mine. That's what I have confidence in. That's what I put my trust in. That's what I put my faith in. And it's his resurrection power, his confidence. Ooh. I have confidence in his ability to work through me. And he loves to use broken vessels. I'm going to say that again. He loves to use broken vessels. Can I tell you a story? Is it all right? We've got heaps of time. We've got 15 minutes. See, on Palm Sunday, you guys know what Palm Sunday is? Palm Sunday is the, the Sunday, the week before Easter, right? So the story is Jesus was coming in and, um, and they heard that, all these people had come in to see Jesus, right? 
And, and he goes, all right, disciples. He just says disciples. The disciples went and got this thing for him. But I definitely reckon it was Peter. Like he's just that kind of guy. See, Jesus asked for the disciples to go get an unbroken colt donkey, which means it's a, a donkey or a small horse or something like that that hasn't been broken in yet, hasn't been ridden, it's still young, untrained. And, and it had to be in Peter. Like, who else would have just gone up to some random stock owner and said, give me your donkey? I've, someone's got to ride it. You know what I mean? Like, that's stealing. <laughs> so Jesus loves to use broken vessels. And so Jesus asked for an unbroken colt donkey, and he rode in on it. And see, when a normal king, like, that's just weird. Why would you do that? Why would you get a small donkey that's unrideable and ride it in front of everyone? <laughs> I was just asking to be humiliated, you know what I mean? <laughs> but Jesus loves to use broken things. See, where other kings would ride, on, ride in on something that would expose their greatness, Jesus chose a broken vessel to express his grace. I have that kind of confidence. See, I was going to call, uh, you guys are lucky, I was almost going to call this message CYA because in this text in the King James, Jesus actually asked for an other word for donkey. But what they used to do was they throw rugs on the small donkey. And, and so, you know, you could say cover your... But... Because that's kind of what grace does, you know, sometimes. Like it covers. Anyways, but what it really means, what it really means is change your approach. You guys are lucky. You just got it. Wow, that's great. Is it up there? Yeah. Change your approach. It's going to stay down there now. Change your approach. Someone say that. Change your approach. Say it again. Change your approach. Change what you put your confidence in. See, this is what Paul knew. And this is what David learned. They learned how to change your approach. See, David could have very easily pulled that spear out of the wall and thrown it back because one thing you need to know about David is he don't miss. Like, if you're going to throw a spear at David, make sure you hit him the first time. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you don't have a second chance. But, but David just, he just ducked. Just ducked, David. Maybe that's what we need to do sometimes. Change your confidence. Change where you put your confidence. Change your approach. Just duck, David. When that stuff comes during the week, instead of pulling the spear out, just duck, David. Just duck. You're lucky I was almost going to get you guys up to start doing that. Duck, David. Like, like when that phone call comes that God gave me the word for, just duck, David. Pick up worship. When that spear comes, someone's in your, in your workplace is abusive to you, it's just duck, David. Change your approach because my confidence is in something else. Someone greater, someone higher, someone deeper. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basarchristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Basar Christian Church.